Hello, and thank you for joining us for this special Christmas Eve podcast from St. Paul's Lutheran Church and School in Bourbonnet, Illinois. The sermon is entitled, The Life-Changing Gift, and is based on Luke, chapter 2, verses 10 and 11. It was preached by Pastor Carl Copen. Grace, mercy, and peace be yours this night in the name of our Lord and Savior, Jesus Christ. The text for the message comes from our gospel reading, especially verse 10, where we hear, Today in the town of David, a Savior has been born to you. He is Christ the Lord. Let us pray. O Emmanuel, God with us, open our eyes and our hearts to see and to recognize the great gift we celebrate tonight. It is a gift for us every single day. Fill us with joy at our Savior's birth. And as we gather, may the words of my mouth, may the meditations of our hearts be acceptable in your sight, O Lord, our Maker and our Redeemer. Amen. Well, Merry Christmas. God's blessings to you. In the, in the Gospel reading today, we heard these words, the words of the angels. Do not be afraid, I bring you good news of great joy that will be for all the people. Today in the town of David, a Savior has been born to you. He is Christ the Lord. It was about a week and a half ago, I sent out a note by email to a group of folks, and I asked people uh, to respond and ask them to uh, remember their, their best Christmas gift and their first gift, Christmas gift that they could remember. Uh, and uh, some of you responded. That was really cool to, to see those different ones. Uh, uh, the best Christmas gift responses uh, that most had, uh, some said a, a doll or a teddy bear, but, but most said it was either the birth of children uh, or time with family. Those are the best Christmas gifts. The, the first Christmas gift that po- folks could remember, uh, some talked about a, a, a dart gun or a doll, a, a books, uh, or a red wooden pedal car. Someone remembered the, the apple, orange, and candy in their stocking uh, as the first gift. And someone also mentioned a Roy Rogers guitar. Uh, we'll get them for the next service uh, later. So, And I looked up uh, also uh, the top li- list of top Christmas gifts by decade. It was interesting because uh, from the, around the 2000 up to today, majority of the top gifts were electronic devices of some sort. Uh, there are occasional doll or stuffed animal in there, but most of those were electronic. But, but if you get back to the 90s, the, the top gifts are like Beanie Babies and, and Furbies, right? Well, there's electronic gift there. Uh, in the 1980s, it was the Cabbage Patch dolls and the Koosh Balls, if you remember those. Uh, from the 70s, it was the Pet Rock and uh, Rubik's Cube. How many of you had a Pet Rock? Okay. Uh, uh, 1960s were the Easy Bake Ovens and the Hot Wheels. All right. The 50s were the Barbie Dolls and the Play-Dohs. 1940s were Slinkies and the Silly Putty. The 1930s was the Little Green Army Men and the Monopoly. And the 1920s were Yo-Yos, Tinker Toys, and... And the 1910s were Raggedy Ann dolls and Lionel trains. In the 1900s, it was Crayola crayons and spinning tops. Interesting, isn't it? What we think often that is so important to us now, what are we going to think of it in 20 or 60 years from now? Christmas is an exciting time of the year for adults and children alike. It's a highlight of the year, the part of the excitement of of giving and receiving gifts. And of course, 
before you can give that gift, you need to give some thought into what you will give. As you've seen already, the kind of gifts that were given at Christmas have changed quite a bit over the years. Uh, perhaps you were from that era where the gifts were all homemade, you know. It could have been a, a pair of socks knitted by grandma or some clothing made by mom. And in that day, uh, maybe you were excited if you actually got a store-bought gift. It's interesting, though, that while those were hard times, the Christmases celebrated then were no less joyful, no less exciting, no less full of anticipation than they are today. I'm sure that tomorrow on Christmas morning, when you open your gifts, which is the right time to open Christmas gifts, I might add, okay, uh, I'm sure that uh, everyone is just as excited as you were when you were a child giving gifts, sharing the delight that the gifts give. It's the highlight of the Christmas celebration, isn't it? Now, uh, we know that those first visitors who came to visit the Christ child also brought gifts. The shepherds watching over their flocks in Bethlehem were poor, but they brought the baby in the manger, their love and their adoration. The magi, the wise men from the east, they brought expensive gifts of gold and frankincense and myrrh. But more importantly, they knelt before the little child and gave him honor and worship. In a very moving moment from the movie, uh, The Nativity Story, it came out a number of years ago now, uh, there is this uh, rough-looking group of shepherds, some carrying lambs, and uh, gather, come into the, the, the area where um, Mary and Joseph were, and they were a little perplexed, and, and then they, ne- they kneel, and, and one old shepherd reaches out with a, with a trembling hand to touch the baby Jesus, but he sort of thinks better, and he sort of puts his hand away. Mary gently says, He is a gift for all mankind. She holds him out, and the old shepherd reaches out again to touch the little one about whom the angel had said, Your Savior, Christ the Lord. He's overcome with emotion as Mary says, We have each been given a gift. And if in that movie, that movie section, if you watch carefully, you see that baby sleeping, gives a little smile as, as babies do, almost approval, acknowledgement, acknowledgement of that shepherd's devotion. Whatever was going through his mind at the time, he was overcome with joy. To know that he was included in that happy news that the angel had announced. Today in David's town, his Savior has been born. The Messiah, the Lord God himself, came in flesh, wrapped in strips of cloth and lying in a manger. This child is his Messiah, his Savior, God's Christmas gift to the shepherds and to all of us. You know, sometimes we focus on the giving and on the gifts, and so much so that we miss the fact that what we're really celebrating this time of the year is God's precious gift to us. Our gift giving is really a reflection of the generous gift that God gave to us that first Christmas, the gift of the Son. The gift from God is for all people. It is a gift given out of extreme love. It is a love so immense, so deep, so wonderful, so powerful that that we can hardly begin to fathom what kind of love it is. Uh, The kind of love that would cause God, the ruler and creator of everything, the supreme power that holds the universe together to become a vulnerable, helpless baby. 
born to human parents. It's hard to fathom. What kind of love would move God to be subject to the laws of nature, the laws of mankind to come into this world in such a way that it's hard to believe? God came from heaven to earth to the sound of a mother crying out in childbirth, first bed, a manger, first visitors, strangers. Like any new parents, I'm sure Mary and Joseph were overcome with emotion as they held this new life in their arms for the very first time. New life entered the world, and and he was theirs to care for. But they also realized this, this tiny child was God's gift, not only to them, but for the whole world. And the world would never be the same again. This child is a gift for all mankind. He belongs to everyone and gives everyone the greatest gifts of all, right? Peace. Forgiveness, reconciliation, eternal life. And like all gifts, this child in the manger brings joy. After visiting the the, the stable, the shepherds went back. What did they do? They were singing praises to God for all that they had seen and heard. And in fact, not only the people on the earth, but also the angels of heaven rejoice at this baby's birth. A great army of heavenly angels appeared with the angels singing praises to God. This Christmas account is about a gift that brings joy to all people. And it's a gift of God that changes everything. It's an old story about a family, uh, the last name of of Peterson, the father of Tom and John. Uh, He had died. He willed his farm to his sons. He had the idea that that farm would then uh, bring his sons closer together, but it didn't quite work out that way, as often does in family situations. John had married and lived nearby in a small town with his family. Uh, Tom, who remained single, lived alone in the old farmhouse. Tom thought, you know, John is so preoccupied with his family. He does what he has to do on the farm, and he's off to go see his wife and kids, right? I do more to keep my share of of the farm going. Who's the one that gets up in the middle of the night when a cow gets sick? Or or who rounds up the sheep when it gets out in the middle of the night? And so he began to resent his brother. On the other hand, his brother John, he was thinking that, you know, Tom's getting pretty grouchy lately. (laughs) Must be living in that old house. He seemed to resent me because I go home to my family. He's such a grumpy old man these days. (laughs) And so there is this wall of, of bitterness that gradually built up between them to the point that they hardly ever spoke to each other. Story goes that on Christmas Eve, they sat on opposite sides of the church. (laughs) And one of the carols they sang went like this. Now to the Lord sing praises, all you within this place. And with true love and brotherhood, each other now embrace. This holy time of Christmas, all others got their face. Oh, tidings of comfort and joy, comfort and joy. Oh, tidings of comfort and joy. Hmm. John sang the words. He got troubled. He was unsettled. Because he hardly acknowledged his brother's presence in church that night. On the way home, John said to his wife, You know, Tom's alone in that farmhouse. There's no one to share Christmas. 
I know he's not going to come to our place. Maybe, maybe we should take a nice Christmas dinner to him. And so his wife prepared a delicious meal. It was just a short walk. So he wrapped up the dinner to keep it warm and headed for the farmhouse. <laughs> At the same time, Tom was sitting alone at home and thought, you know, life is too short for this kind of thing. John's my only brother. Hasn't been easy for him to provide for his wife and kids. You know, I, I've smoked some fresh sausage. I'll, I'll get some gifts that I've made some from wood for the kids. And so he set off toward town with his arm full of goodies. And it said that down in the valley between the farm and the town, they met. There was silence for a moment, and then they embraced with tears in their eyes and words of, Merry Christmas, brother, please forgive me, rang out. You can see what happened. Barriers came down. Reconciliation took place. Peace came to those brothers. The peace that God gave them through his son. The peace that they heard about as they sat in church that Christmas Eve moved them to be peacemakers for one another. I don't have to tell you what kind of uh, devastating effect sin has on our lives. I mean, sin is destructive. It destroys everything that is good. It destroys good relationships, uh, like harmony between God and us, and or the friendship that we have with one another. Just think of the pride, or greed, or impatience, or unkindness, or and just think of how destructive those things can be. We all know what it means to feel guilty when we've hurt someone in some way. But Christmas changes all this. The baby in the manger is our Savior. The one who rescues us from our sin, Jesus. We, we know that it is not only sin at work in our world, isn't it? I mean, there's illness, there are troubles, tragedy, unresolved problems that burden you. Maybe you're here tonight and you wonder, why has this happened to me? When is it going to end? When am I going to have peace of mind again? How will I ever be able to cope? My friends, Christmas changes all this as well. The gift that God gave us at Christmas is a Savior. Christmas is that celebration of God becoming flesh, born in a manger for you and for me, as difficult as it is to think of Almighty God becoming a, a weak, helpless baby born in a cattle shed. That is what happened so that he could be Emmanuel, God with us. See, that's the whole point of Christmas. You know, There might be lots of traditions and customs associated with Christmas. Yes, there are Santas and Christmas parties and Christmas Day celebrations with family and with relatives and friends. There may even be the giving and receiving of lots of gifts, maybe a pet rock or two. <laughs> but in the end, the only thing that really counts is the gift that we receive from God, the gift of a Savior, God with us. God with us in all of the joys and excitement of life. God with us in all of the good things that fill our lives. God with us in all the sin with which we struggle. God with us in all the troubles that we face. God with us in all of the death in our lives and in our world. This is God's gift to us, Emmanuel, God with us. This is the life-changing gift we celebrate tonight. This is the gift that brings peace. This is the gift that saves. This is the gift that lasts through this life and goes on into eternity. Today, in the town of David, a Savior has been born to you. He is Christ the Lord.
Let's be thankful. Let's rejoice in the wonderful gift this night. Your Savior who has been born for you. Merry Christmas. Amen. Please stand. And now may the peace of God that transcends all understanding guard your hearts and your minds in Christ Jesus. Amen. Thank you for listening to this special Christmas Eve podcast from St. Paul's Lutheran Church and School in Bourbonnet, Illinois. You can find this and other special event podcasts by going to stpaulslutheran.net and clicking the sermons button at the top of the page. Thank you for listening and Merry Christmas.